This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, good morning from California, Heidi, and good afternoon, your time. It's uh, almost uh, February, into late January right now, and uh, as we always said, it gets a little dreary during the January season. Yeah, January and February are not my favorite months in New York. In fact, they're my least favorite months in New York. Uh, whenever anyone comes to visit, I have one word to tell them, don't. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold and dreary, and, you know, all the everything's gone from the holidays. And sometimes that's not a bad thing, because I think the holidays do remind us of our children and our siblings, and sometimes it can be really, really hard during, you know, those those holidays. Absolutely. When we don't have people around that we love, especially children. Well, and one thing, Heidi, and I uh, would like to remind you is to try to get a little exercise and try to get in the light a little bit. And uh, maybe you can even get one of those light, special light globes that brings light in because that really seems to help people that are grieving to get a little exercise and a little light. Well, Heidi, we... Okay. Oh, I think that's a really important part point, I have to say, because last week we had Ed Gray on, and I thought it was interesting that he talked about... One thing he did for himself, you asked him, and he said, I forced myself to go out and do some type of movement, get some kind of exercise every day. And I think that is so important. I mean, I live right next to Central Park, and I walk almost every day in Central Park until January. And then I stop for two months, and I, you've got to force yourself out to do that. I think it's really important, and it does make us feel better. Absolutely. Well, Heidi, we've got a, a really interesting guest today, a uh, wonderful t- photography, a wonderful book that she's done, but also a very poignant story that she's going to uh, tell us about today. Do you want to introduce our guest, Heidi? I'd love to, yeah. It's, it's really, her story is very interesting. Um, our guest is Janelle Schantz Hertzler, and her husband, John, was killed by a drunk driver when living in Thailand, and she's written a book called Seasons of Solace, A Story of Healing Through Photos and Poems. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you. It's good to be here. Hi, it's great to have you on the show, Janelle. Well, well, John was killed when you were in Thailand five years ago, and you had a little 18-month-old then. And tell us about why you were in Thailand. And uh, I know you're part of the Mennonite community, and we're going to want to talk about that a little bit, too, about um, how that impacted you. But tell us uh, a little background here. Uh, we were working with a Mennonite organization in Thailand doing some leadership development John was working with an AIDS patient program, and I was doing some English teaching, so just some development work that we were doing there. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was out riding his motorcycle, and I know you, in your uh, some of the wonderful poems in your book, you talk about riding a motorcycle together, some of the things you missed. Yeah. So he, yeah. Yeah, he... Um, was actually going out to a village, and it was it was a Sunday morning. He was going to a church service out in the village uh, when um, he was hit head on. Wow! What a shocker! And being all the way in Thailand, uh, how was that experience? That you had community to help you there, or you? Um, did, what kind of support did you get, and how difficult was it to get him home? Because we know from some of the folks that we've had who've had uh, families killed overseas, it's a difficult uh, process. Yeah, it wasn't too difficult for us. There was, um, we had enough uh, American friends around us that 
different ones to set, kind of said, I'll, I'll, I'll work with dealing with the embassy and getting that all under control. And the embassy was very, they called me and, and were very helpful in um, getting that all worked out. And it was no problem. We were able to have um, even a viewing here in the States only a week after the accident. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a problem. And it was good to have, um, it was difficult because I had a young child and just, you know, all the planes were full, and at one one fl- one flight, I was not even seated with my son. I mean, in the mm. in the tickets, and you know, just working through little details like that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. difficult. But, well, and the fact yeah. that here you are, Janelle, in Thailand with a baby, and your husband mm-hmm. dies, and and trying to grieve while you're trying to take care of a young child in a foreign country. I mean, it sounds really complicated. I can't imagine. Yeah, well, I was only, I only stayed five days after he died because the family wanted, his family wanted to have a funeral back in the States. So we mm-hmm. had, um, a quick funeral in Thailand for his friends there. And, you know, I was just in such a state of shock that I just went kind of mm-hmm. into business mode and I didn't sleep. I, I hardly ate. I just kind of did what needed to be done and, was just really oblivious to what this meant to me. And I mean, yeah, I cried and grieved, but I, it was, I had no idea really what I was in for. And, wow. And, um, so, so you got back to the United States. Tell us about the Mennonite community and, and some of their uh, philosophy and some of the things that uh, you found were helpful or pro- problematic or whatever. Well, um, I was actually, when I came back, I had been a part of a church that was actually less Mennonite than um, it had been originally, and that was actually difficult for me. And and so then I ended up changing churches, and I, I just found that the Mennonite, there's a, there's a real theology of, of suffering and that God comes near us when we suffer, and that God suffers with us. And, mm-hmm. and that was just so helpful to me. The pastor of this other church had herself spent, um, I think, 30 years working in Central America with people who have had very difficult lives. And so she was someone who was used to just being a comfort to people who are going through difficult times. So in, from that experience uh, in being in that church, I just felt that that God and people are can be close to us and understand our pain, and and that um, it's not, you know, it's not that we have to get everything together and be happy just be, in order to come to God, but that God suffers with us was really, mm-hmm. I think, important. Mm-hmm. And and is the community close? Did you find it was uh, John from the same area that you were from? And did you find the community came in to help you? Yeah, um, John's family lived about uh, forty five minutes from us, and they, uh, his brothers, his family, they're all extremely helpful. I I lived with my parents for for a number of years, and. Um, his family, they were very supportive financially, and his his parents took care of Micah. They took him like a day a week and overnight. So my son has just always enjoyed being with both sets of grandparents and spending nights with them. And and that, you know, 
grief is exhausting, and being a mother of a baby, especially a toddler, is exhausting. So just having that one day a week where I could just focus on me, and that was just extremely helpful. Um, do you have uh, your book with you? Handy. Oh, good. Um, I, I've got her book here, and I'll talk about it a little bit. I wanted you to read about three poems that I forgot to tell you in advance. I thought maybe you could read Lunch After John's Funeral and Swearing at God and The Pearl Earring. And if if you can find those, I will talk about the book a little bit while you're looking for them, because um, she's written this wonderful book, Seasons of Solace, A Story of Healing Through Photos and Poems. And taking these pictures herself, and I will tell you, the pictures are absolutely gorgeous. It is a wonderfully beautiful book and has some great poetry in it. But I'm going to paraphrase. She can tell you a little bit about it. She was watching a leaf go by as a red leaf or whatever and was inspired to start doing photography. Is that right, uh, Janelle? Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, then started doing photography and wrote some of this poetry. And I love the one, Lunch After John's Funeral. Have you got that, Handy? Yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> would, would you like to talk about it a little bit and read it? I mean, it's really kind of self. It, it, um, you know, you have to, it's helpful to understand that I was, Thailand's on a 12-hour time difference. So that just added to the emotions is, is that this, funeral, this is like the middle of the afternoon, so really it's, my body is telling me it's 2 o'clock in the morning when, when this is all happening. So that's an added physical dynamic to the event. And, and how long after did you write this? Oh, I probably wrote it uh, maybe two years after. Uh-huh. I, you know, it's, it's just one of those events, images that just kind of stayed frozen in my body until I was able to write it and get it out. Yeah, I think that's important. You talk about in your book about that, that you carried these frozen memories and getting them out uh, it was it, through your poetry was uh, an amazing thing. So why don't you go ahead and read that lunch after John's funeral. Lunch reception following John's funeral. I sink deeper behind a dark cloud. A woman has been chatting at me for 15 minutes, telling me all the good things God taught her through suffering. She tells me the first thing to go through her mind when she heard of John's death was the verse, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it bears no fruit. God will use this death for good, she adds. My mind explodes. Can I punch her? But the lip service smile reaches my mouth as I say, yes, others have said the same thing. Her own loss has been tremendous, and yet I have space for no more grief. I am a bucket overflowing, and she dumps in more, dumping and dumping. She leaves for a few minutes of blessed relief, but now she's back again to present me like a celebrity to her friend. My body feels like a time bomb. At any moment, pieces could fly off in every direction. Screaming obscenities would be a release. I can't. I'm not the type. I sink deeper into the blackness, bottling it all. Wow. Heidi, is, is that a great 
poem about how it is after a loss? Completely. It is so powerful. And it covers so many things. I mean, the emotions, the, the, the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling, what you're experiencing. It's really powerful. And people coming in and telling you that, you know, good things are going to come from this, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Really excellent. In a sense, in a sense, when you know, when you're grieving and you hear that, it's, you feel like people are minimizing what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. And I love the celebrity thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, I did feel... You just... Everybody is focused on you, and it's just, you know, you feel like you should start waving like the queen or something if you're going to be sarcastic about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Yeah. And Heidi, I'm sure you've seen that with the 9-11 widows, the celebrity thing. Absolutely. You're kind of like infamous. At a time, at a time where you don't want any attention mm-hmm. is the time in your life mm-hmm. where you're getting the most attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, how about your poem, Swearing at God? Can you uh, read that to us and tell us a little bit about it? Um, it was at a time where I was going through a lot of trying to figure out how I would survive financially. Um, I was working with the Social Security and just different things, the dynamics of having lived overseas. And uh, so I was just really... It was like coming to the end, and I was, it was in the middle of the night, and I was so angry, and I hadn't slept all night, and I was just mad at God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's called uh, Swearing at God. Last night, I swore at God. I don't swear much, never at God. I waited for the proverbial lightning bolt, but I heard... I've been waiting for you to be real. Now we can move forward together. Wonderful. And and let's have you read one last one, which is the Pearl Earrings. And then I want to talk to you about what you're doing right now as far as your education and your uh, spiritual counseling and some of the things that you're doing. Okay. Pearl Earrings. My last gift from John, worn every day since he died, 22 months of hope to find treasures in the midst of pain. Dead inside, I resolved to join the living. Playing with children, one earring disappears, impossible to find. Choosing to love and live is no guarantee there won't be more loss and death. But remaining buried in death eliminates the possibility of life and love. Sometimes even old treasures must die to make room for the new. That is so, so powerful, isn't it, Heidi? It, it really is. These are these are fabulous. And you know, just to just to talk about swearing at God, I know we don't have much time, but I wrote something called "Where Was God," um, and posted it on our site because that is such an issue in life when we have loss. About what do we do with all of our anger, and how do we kind of make peace in our lives? These are these are absolutely gorgeous, Janelle. Thank you. Yeah, Janelle, they're wonderful. Now tell us. Now you've moved on, uh, and uh, tell us what you're doing now. And I, I think you've literally just moved, right? Yeah, yeah. Just a few months ago, I I moved to Virginia, and I'm finishing up a master's degree that I've been doing at uh, Eastern Mennonite University. Uh, my focus uh, it's a conflict transformation. Uh, program, but my focus is trauma healing because of my own trauma. 
And Mm -hmm. the fact is um, that there are many people whose whose grief is because of maybe a, a crime or the negligence of others. And so that has been my my focus there with the trauma healing. Um, we work at, at something that we call restorative justice for issues of, of crime, violence, and, uh, and that just works at, at trying to help people, both parties, heal. And, and so that's something that um, is, is something that we work at as well. I am also working at a, on, a, on a grief um, website that I have that focuses on, um, that has a focus on trauma healing. And, and that website is journeythroughgrief.com? Yes. Okay, journeythroughgrief.com. And I would highly recommend that you get her book, Seasons of Solace, A Story of Healing Through Photos and Poems. It's absolutely beautiful. The poems, as you can hear, are wonderful. And your photography, uh, what a wonderful field you've found for yourself, too. Mm-hmm. That is great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Janelle. It's been wonderful to have you on, and good luck in all your studies and all that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Janelle, and thanks for mm-hmm. helping people, you know, realize how to find hope and heal after loss. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, thank you. Well, Heidi, it's been a, a really interesting show. Don't you love her poetry? Yes, yeah, it's, it's really powerful. And her photography is... Yeah, I do love it, and I love, like you said, everything that she conveys in a very short time about loss and the impact of yeah. loss in our, in our lives. And the young widowhood, too. That whole thing is, is really a very tough, tough thing. Well, you've been listening to the Open to Hope show today, and we hope that you'll visit us on our website and go in and comment on our articles. We have some wonderful articles. You can comment at the end. Uh, You can tell us your story. We're very interested in hearing your story. And we always want to remind you to, if you've lost hope right now, to lean on ours till you find your own. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember... Others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.